Welcome to J Chain Piano Studio presents the Studio Podcast, where we will recap the week's events at the studio and/or talk about things that have been in the air in music over the past week. For this week's podcast, I think I'm just going to do the music term segment because this week's music term is acoustics and. Although I do use the Harvard Concise Dictionary of Music as my resource for these music terms, uh, the (laughs) entry for acoustics is quite lengthy. Um, So, yeah, basically this week's podcast is going to be kind of uh, one of those, oh, I recently saw this podcast that's about helping you go to sleep, the podcast for insomniacs. This week's podcast is basically a podcast for insomniacs because the entire thing is me reading the acoustics entry from the Harvard Concise Dictionary of Music. So, enjoy! The music term for the week is acoustics. And the Harvard Concise Dictionary of Music defines acoustics as the science that treats of sounds and therefore describes the physical basis of music. Perceived musical sounds are usually described in terms of pitch, timbre, loudness, and duration. And each of these perceived characteristics of musical sound has some basis in physically measurable acoustical phenomena. The human hearing apparatus is itself, moreover, a physical instrument with its own properties and limitations. The relationship between the perceived characteristics of musical sound and physically measurable acoustical phenomena is thus not always simple and direct, and many aspects of this relationship are still not well understood. Sounds are produced by vibrating systems that transmit their vibrations through some medium, such as air, though liquids, solids, and other gases can also serve this purpose to the ear or some other receiving instrument. For musical purposes, the most common vibrating systems are built upon strings or columns of air. If, for example, a string is stretched between points X and Y, and its midpoint A is displaced to point B and released, it will vibrate in such a way that its midpoint repeatedly traverses the course ABACA as illustrated in figure one. Assuming for the moment the absence of friction, stiffness in the string, and the like. If one then imagines that the midpoint of the string is a point of light, and that a light-sensitive paper is passed along the string at a steady speed, in a direction parallel to the length of the string, and in a plane parallel to the plane in which the string is vibrating, The vibrations of the string can be understood as represented by waves, traced by the midpoint like those in figure 2. The distance L encompasses one complete wave or vibration, during which the midpoint of the string has traversed the course ABACA, and is thus called the wavelength. The number of complete waves or vibrations or cycles, as they are also called, 
occurring per unit of time is the frequency of vibration and is measured in cycles per second. A cycle per second is also called a Hertz, abbreviated HZ, after the German physicist Heinrich R. Hertz. The distance A is the amplitude of vibration. The frequency F of a string of length L meters, stretched at a tension of T newtons, and with a mass m kilograms per meter of length is expressed as follows. f equals 1 over 2l rad t over m. From this relationship it can be seen that if the tension and mass of a string remain constant, the frequency will rise as the length of the string is reduced. Similarly, if the length and mass remain constant, the frequency will rise with increases in the string's tension. In practical terms, this means that if a violinist shortens a vibrating string by stopping it at some point on the fingerboard, the frequency of vibration is increased. It is this increase in frequency that accounts for the listener's perception of higher pitch. Similarly, if the tension of an open string is increased by means of the tuning peg, an increase in frequency is produced and thus a higher pitch. This relationship also shows that frequency is unrelated to amplitude, which depends on the amount of energy imparted to the string when it is set in motion, and is thus related to the amount of energy that the string can impart to the surrounding medium. This energy, measured in watts per square meter at any point, is the intensity of the sound. An increase in intensity produces a sense of increased loudness, though the ear is not equally sensitive to changes in intensity over the whole range of either frequencies or intensities that it can detect. At some extremes of frequency, intensity seems also to affect the perception of pitch. In practical terms, if a violin string is plucked with increased force, that is, if the point at which it is plucked is displaced a greater distance from the line that describes the string at rest, the amplitude of vibration is increased, and with it the intensity of the sound produced and the loudness perceived, while the pitch remains constant. The entire length of the string described above is vibrating as a single segment and is thus producing a single frequency. This mode of vibration and the resulting frequency are given the name fundamental. Strings and most other vibrating systems, however, generally vibrate in several modes simultaneously. In the case of strings, these modes consist in the vibration of segments shorter than the total length of the string. Thus, strings can vibrate in halves, thirds, fourths, and so on. Figure 3 shows each of the first three modes of vibration of a string. In any single mode of vibration, all of the vibrating segments are of equal length and are called loops. The points N between loops, where for a given mode the string is stationary, are called nodes. Because each mode of vibration results from a division of the string into some integral number of segments of equal length, it follows from the expression for frequency given above that the several modes of vibration will produce frequencies that are integral multiples of the fundamental frequency. Thus, when the string vibrates in halves, the frequency produced will be twice the fundamental, 
when in thirds the frequency will be three times the fundamental, and so forth. A series of frequencies consisting of a fundamental and ascending through integral multiples of it in this way is called a harmonic series. The fundamental is called the first harmonic, the frequency that is twice the fundamental is called the second harmonic, and so on. Frequencies above the fundamental in this series are also sometimes called overtones, the first overtone being the second harmonic, and so forth. Many vibrating systems used in making music also produce inharmonic frequencies. In practice, then, a single string or other vibrating system used in music produces a series of discrete frequencies called partials simultaneously, and thus a series of discrete pitches. But since the fundamental usually has much the greatest intensity, the ear, while assimilating all of the frequencies present, recognizes only the pitch of the fundamental. The presence or absence of the remaining harmonics and their relative intensities contribute to what the ear perceives as the timbre or tone color of the fundamental pitch. The vibrations producing each of these remaining harmonics can be represented as a wave of a certain length and amplitude, and the waves representing all of the frequencies present in a steadily sounding tone can be added together to produce a single complex waveform that describes the tone with respect to what is heard as both pitch and timbre. Figure 4 shows the waveform resulting from the addition of the first and second harmonics, where the two are of equal amplitude. Another way of representing such a tone is as a spectrum, each line of which represents the intensity of a particular harmonic. It will be seen from figure 3 that a string can be set in motion in such a way as to emphasize one or another of the harmonics. If, for example, the string is plucked at its midpoint, the first harmonic or fundamental will be emphasized, and the second de-emphasized, since the midpoint is a node for the second harmonic. Similarly, plucking or bowing the string closer to the end will tend to emphasize one or more of the higher harmonics with respect to the fundamental. Differences in the point at which the string is plucked or bowed are heard as differences in timbre. The physical characteristics of instruments, like the means by which vibrations are produced in them, affect the relative intensities of the harmonics and thus the waveform or spectrum of the tones produced. The spectrum does not, however, remain the same for pitches throughout the range of a given instrument. Instead, it appears that at least some instruments have one or more regions of frequencies in which harmonics are emphasized no matter what the frequency of the fundamental. Such regions called formants may be an important element in the production of what is perceived as timbre. The pitches produced by the frequencies in the harmonic series form intervals with the fundamental that are said to be natural or harmonically or acoustically pure. Except for the octaves thus produced whose frequencies are related to the fundamental by powers of two, these are not the intervals of the tempered scale used in Western tonal music. Figure 5 shows the pitches corresponding to the first 16 harmonics of the tone C. The pitches represented in black notes 
and thus the intervals that they form with the fundamental are distinctly out of tune with respect to the corresponding pitches of equal temperament. This suggests that there are clear limits to the extent to which the major scale, and by extension the system of Western tonality, can be derived from the harmonic or overtone series. The pitches of the harmonic series represented in white notes are those of just intonation and, except for the octaves, they too differ from those of equal temperament. Vibrating columns of air can be understood to function in ways analogous to those described for vibrating strings. Here, the configuration of the pipe containing the column and the means by which the column is set in motion will determine the character of the waveforms produced. For example, a pipe stopped at one end produces only the odd-numbered harmonics. Suffice it to note, in addition, that the pitches that can be produced with a pipe of fixed length, such as a bugle or natural trumpet, are those of the harmonic series as illustrated in Figure 5, the fundamental being determined by the length of the pipe. The steady tones thus described might be produced on some ideal string, free of the effects of stiffness and friction, or on a continuously bowed string or continuously blown wind instrument. In practice, however, musical sounds have beginnings and endings of distinctive character, since the physical characteristics of instruments and the medium in which they operate make it impossible for the vibrations that characterize the steady tone to begin or end instantaneously. Plucked or struck instruments, such as the piano, in fact produce no steady tone at all. From the moment they are first produced, the sounds made by these instruments begin to die away or decrease in amplitude. This decrease in amplitude is called the decay of a sound that can be represented by a wave like that of figure 6, where the amplitude decreases with each cycle. The rate and character of decay is then illustrated by the curve connecting the peaks of successive cycles. Similarly, a curve can be drawn to illustrate the building up or attack of a sound from the point at which the system is first put in motion to the point at which the steady tone is reached. Taken together, the attack and decay characteristics of a given sound are called its envelope. See figure 7. This feature of musical sounds differs significantly from one instrument to the next, and is quite important in the ear's identification of instrumental timbres. And that was acoustics, our music term for the week. That's it for this week's podcast. If you made it all the way to this point without falling asleep... Next week, uh, back to our more regular programming. Until then, my name is Josephine Chang. Thank you for listening.